Are you looking for a better way to create your dream life? How to create wealth so you can enjoy your hobbies, friends, and family even more? Then this podcast is for you. We're Chris and Paul, and we're on a mission to help regular women and men gain access to passive income opportunities. Income opportunities that most people never even hear of. So let's start the show and create your fortune in wealth, health, and life, one step at a time. Hey there, we're really excited to have Ian Lobos with us today. Ian, say hey to the crew. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming, man. I really appreciate having you on. You cover an interesting topic. It's basically men on purpose. And I'm just so looking forward to diving into what you do and kind of what makes you tick and what drove you down this path. But first, we want to ask you, what is one thing that you attribute to your success today? And that could be in your personal professional life. Everybody has a different definition of success, but we'd love to hear in sure. your words, kind of maybe something that sort of drove you down this path of entrepreneurship. Yeah, you know, as uh, as cheesy as it may sound, my wife is the reason for my success. Now, look, I can tell you that I'm an expert at building systems and procedures and processes and leverage and all those things that are built in business and make businesses really tick and scale. However, I can tell you without a doubt that I would not be the guy I am today. I would not be where I am today, the level of success that I have, the type of lifestyle I live. And by the way, lifestyle doesn't mean money. It means freedom. It means doing what you want when you want. And although I run several successful businesses, I am where I am because my wife had a belief in me that I didn't have in me at the time when we needed it. And so I tell people all the time, if you're not confident with you, that's okay you have somebody in your life that believes in you probably more than you believe in yourself in that moment. And you need to lean on them and you need to have unconditional unwavering trust in what they believe in. And most of the time, I'm sure you can account for this. And I definitely can account for this. Our spouses know the real us, not the facade, not the guy that puts on the show, not the ego driven person who's just after cash and success to form an identity or keep an identity rolling. They know the real version and that is beyond power. And so with a, as, as quick of an explanation as I can give it, that is, that's my reason for the success that I've had thus far. I mean, my wife was there I ran my dad's shipping business for eight years with him when I got out of college. And then the economy, you know, toward the end of the 2010 or the like the 2000s, 2008 to, to 2010, kind of hit a lot of people really hard, hit us really hard. We had a lot of companies that we worked with for a very long time go out of business and leave us with a very large account receivable. And one of the lessons I learned from that was ensure your accounts receivable. Ensure your accounts receivable. We wouldn't have been in as much trouble if we had insured those because it was millions. And then when I left my dad's business, which was one of the toughest decisions I've ever had to make. And one of the toughest conversations I've ever had to have, I went home and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I started teaching swimming lessons for 10 bucks an hour. This is back in 2012. And it's the only thing I really knew is where I was an expert. 
And so I needed to get back to something because I was broken. I was lost without money. My identity was gone. I was literally broke. I was living in my dad's warehouse and, you know, by choice and by necessity too. I mean, my wife and I's first Valentine's day was spent in that warehouse. I laid candles out on the conference room table. We drank wine that I made in the warehouse. Like I didn't have any money. I didn't have anything. I was just with her as who I was at that point. And I think that's why our relationship flourished so well is because I wasn't trying to put on a show. I wasn't trying to flash money or cars. I didn't have anything. I just had to be what I thought was me. And she liked that. And she was just a different type of person. And so I needed to find something that I was an expert in to feel like I actually mattered, that I was important. And so teaching kids swimming lessons for 10 bucks an hour was my life. And I had tinted goggles and I cried every day. No joke. Like it's not an exaggeration. I cried every day in those goggles. And most of the instructors were taking pool water out and I was dumping tears out into the pool and putting them back on. And then I came home one day from the grocery store and my wife and I said, Hey, I, uh, I think I found something to do. And she's like, what is that? And I said, this is after a couple months, by the way, I said, uh, well, my buddy down at Wegmans, it's a grocery store. Um, <laughs> it sounds so dumb. Now he offered me a job stocking bananas and it, and it comes with insurance. And I, and she looks at me and she's like, you're joking. And I said, no, 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 no. It's uh, it seems pretty cool. Like maybe I'll just do that for the meantime. And let me give you a preface here, which was, I made a vow to myself that I'd never write a resume because I never wanted a plan B. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to control my own time and I wanted to control my own checks and I wanted to control my destiny. And so my dad told me that writing a resume is the equivalent of failure to an entrepreneur. And I believe that. And whether he was just BSing me for the moment or whatever, I took that as the gospel. And so during college, which I didn't want to go to, my parents paid for it. So I feel very fortunate and whatever. My dad said, look, you got to go. Got to get this piece of paper. I went to resume writing classes, like drunk or high on purpose. And the teachers would be like, I can't believe you don't take your life seriously. And I'm like, little do you know that this is me taking it seriously. Like this is me honoring my commitment. And it was a dumb way to honor a commitment back then. However, it worked. And not that there's anything wrong with stocking bananas, by the way. It's fine sure. if that's what you choose. Yet my path was a lot, lot different than that. Maybe bigger, whatever you want to use. So my wife said to me something that was very pivotal, which was, I didn't sign up for that. And anybody that listens to this and knows my wife, like she's calm, caring, consistent, steady. Like she's not, she doesn't care about flash. She doesn't care about material stuff. She doesn't care about money. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she said, I didn't marry a loser. And I was like, well, stocking bananas at the grocery store doesn't make you a loser. And she goes, being a guy that gives up on his dreams does. And dude, that kind of chokes me up still. Like sure. I, the power that she had to say that to me, knowing that I was in this fragile state, that power like ignited something in me. And I said, what do I do? And she goes, you're a salesman. You can sell anything to anybody. Go find the most expensive product and sell it. And I was like, I know what it is. And she goes, yeah, it's real estate. And I was like, okay. So I went and got my license and I obsessed over it. And I taught swimming lessons, you know, all summer. And it was basically enough to put gas in my car. And then I got my license. And just for some context for the audience, I set goals every week. This is what I'm going to do every week. 
and I wasn't a very structured person yet. I knew that if I got up at the same time every day, and I knew that if I studied the same amount of hours every day, and I did practice tests every single day, that I could set a goal to get 100% correct on my real estate exam. And that's what I set out to do. 99, 98, 92, 70, whatever, 65 passing, that wasn't acceptable. I wanted to get 100%. And so I set out to do that and I did that. And when I hit the button on that final question and it said like submit, and I submitted and it came up green, man, I burst into tears. I was like, holy shit, I'm on. Like, this is possible. This can happen. And I was so scared, man. Like, anxiety ridden, panic ridden, depressed. I was a nightmare. I was anxious. I, I was just, it was a nightmare roller coaster ride of emotions because I was, all I thought about was what if I don't get this? Like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm supposed to be a provider. I was trained as an entrepreneur. I was trained as a provider. I was a multimillionaire when I was in my 20s. Now I'm broke and I'm teaching swimming lessons for 10 bucks an hour. And my aspiration is to stock bananas. What do I do at that point? So I made it a non negotiable, it was not an option. And I, I wrote myself a fake life insurance certificate <laughs> that said, um, <laughs> the caveat is that you have to pass the real estate exam or you have to walk into traffic. Nice. Literally. No plan B. Like yeah, I was either going to succeed or I was going to die. No, succeed or I was going to die. And yeah, that's wild. Yeah, dude. Like I, I had no choice. My vision was so clear of this successful person that I could be. And I was terrified to do it on my own. And I was terrified to fill in my dad's shoes of a successful entrepreneur in this family. And so I became obsessed and I hit the ground running. And I said to the manager at the office that I started at, I, I need you to train me because I had heard on million dollar listing on uh, Bravo that the best thing you can do when you're new is to get a great mentor or coach. Mm -hmm. And so I believed in the power of coaching and mentorship from day one. And so I made a deal. I couldn't afford anything. I could, I was, we were rolling pennies to eat. Like we were eating at my, my sister-in-law's house almost every night, my parents' house. Like we couldn't afford anything. Sure. So I made a deal with the manager and I said, if you train me every night, I'll stay on and answer the phones. I'll close any deal you throw at me. I'll train people. I'll do whatever it takes. Like, I just need you to train me. And so she did every night. And we would drink Grey Goose together and she would just train me on scripts and door knocking and contract negotiation. I'm very grateful for that time. And we hit the ground running and we sold a lot of real estate very quickly. I called it slinging crack rock real estate, man. Like you want my corner, I'm knocking you off fast because I'm not going to eat if I don't sell real estate. And just to add fuel to the fire, I got a call from the bank who said, putting your house in foreclosure because you haven't made a mortgage payment in two years. And I'd played a game with the bank. I figured out their little game and I didn't make a mortgage payment for two years. And so my first six months in the business, I made really good money. And that all went to saving my house from foreclosure. I should have let it go, but <laughs> I felt proud, you know, and then I decided to take more chances and I started a team and I changed brokerages and then it didn't work. And then I ended up at the brokerage I've still been at like for all these years and like, I, in the beginning, I set out to be number one because I needed to be seen. I needed to be approved of and loved. And that's what I figured out, obviously, through my journey. And so anybody that was number one, I set a target and I had to beat them. And it took whatever I had to beat them, not unethical or illegal or anything, just 
I needed to be number one. I had to be number one because if I'm not number one, I'm not seen. And if I'm not seen, I'm not loved. I'm not loved. I'm going to die. And that was my process. So Ian, let me ask, let me ask you this. So, because that's some strife you've gone through, right? I mean, I know people (laughs) that were managers of corporations that were all of a sudden pumping gas in their lives and they were at the top of their game and then they went through a hardship and were struggling, right? I know several people that have foreclosed on properties or lost their businesses and livelihood. And oftentimes we tie ourselves that our identity, our value, if you will, is our wealth or our business or what we perceive is who we are, but we, it actually isn't right. Cause we're so much deeper than that. We're so much more than that. Right. We're, we're emotional creatures and we have so much more to give than our physical beings and the stuff that we buy and all of that. So my question to you is through that trial and tribulation, aside from your wife's encouraging words, which I can attribute to, because my wife is amazing. And, and I would say that back to your original comment, when we first started, I definitely attribute a lot of my success today to my wife because she's a great foundation for me as well. And what is most encouraging about a good significant other in your life is that they will push you and challenge you, as you alluded to, um, when you maybe don't want to hear it. And when you might push others away, you're, you yeah. tend to take it because it's your significant other. You have to, right? Yeah. And that actually yeah. helps you grow, right? Through those trials and tribulations. I would ask you though, Ian, is what, aside from her encouragement, what really drove you? Because you've used a lot of words about, I have to win, I have to succeed, I had to be loved. Yeah. And I had to, what deep down inside, aside from, let's say perhaps, your own personal feelings of embarrassment for doing whatever you're doing. Cause like you said, none of these jobs are bad jobs. It's just, you set yourself in a certain caliber because you've earned that. And then when you go backwards in your opinion, whether it's income or a job or a title, if you will, it feels bad, right? I mean, you can't get away from it. So what do you feel today looking back actually drove you to keep pushing because it's hard work, right? To get back when you fall, it's really hard work. But what, what kept you going? What drove you specifically to keep doing that? Uh, The first answer is money because money made my identity. If I wasn't making money, I wasn't a great provider. If I wasn't a great provider, what kind of husband am I? What what kind of man am I? Right. That's society's definition. Sure. Sure. Really looking back on it with clarity. Now, what was driving me was it, it was like, I knew that that real estate business wasn't my forever. I knew that it was the, it was the midpoint to get to somewhere. And it took me from 2012 to 2018 to realize, honestly, I realized that through a plant medicine ceremony, through an ayahuasca ceremony, um, or the medicine or somebody next to me or whatever, I don't know, I was on ayahuasca, uh, spoke to me and said, instead of hating the business you're in, instead of being pissed off at the fact that you got to sling real estate every day and that you got to go out on Sundays and do open houses or drag these people around and show them houses and kiss their ass to get them to sign a contract. And like, instead of being pissed off about that, try being grateful because this is the means to an end. What the universe is doing is it's providing you with a stable foundation to build something upon. And at that point, I realized what it was because one of the things that I had started doing to push myself to learn faster was every single thing I learned, whether it was in business or personal development, I went back to my office and I taught it every time, every time. If you want to learn faster, you want to fast track, teach somebody what you just learned at a Tony Robbins or a landmark seminar or listening to this podcast, go teach it to somebody. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. It sucks sometimes. And you've got to know your stuff. So if you really want to learn it for it to soak in, go teach somebody. So that's what I did. And I fell in love with that. 
And in 2018, I'd been coaching for a couple of years, kind of unofficially. And I decided that I was going to start a coaching business and start teaching personal development as I was learning it. Actually, it was 2017. And then I really got ramped up after that ceremony in 2018. And I really knew that that was my path. And I didn't know how to do it, you know, like how to build a business, coaching business, and how to build a real estate, physical real estate business, an online coaching business where you really don't see people, you know, in person is, was challenging. I had to figure it out. And then as I started making really positive and purposeful impacts in people's lives, I knew that this was where I was supposed to be. My relationship with the real estate business changed. And I, and I thanked it every day for giving me that space so that I didn't have to build a coaching business to try and make my mortgage payment. Sure. I got to build a coaching business with this solid granite on marble on granite on concrete foundation for the future. And then by the end of 2019, I had a business partner steal empty an account with like 600 plus thousand dollars in it and it bankrupted that company. And then it was millions that I took on and paid back by selling my assets, by liquidating, by cashing stuff in. And then by the early, by early 2020, I had started podcasting with a podcast called Real Estate Rockstars. My buddy, Pat Hyben had let me co-host with him and then take the podcast on. So I was practicing podcasting. And then by early 2020, I was on stage at a podcast convention talking about podcasting, which I felt like a huge fraud, yet <laughs> I still knew some things. Sure. And somebody approached me and said, I have this brand that I think you'd be perfect for. And if you don't take it, I'm going to scrap it. I'm going to mothball it. Those are exact words. And I was like, what's the brand? And she said, it's called men on purpose. And I got that gut feeling. I was like, sure. I got you universe. I hear you. I hear you. And I said, give me a second. And I went back to my journal and I looked at all the names of podcasts that I would want to start or run. And men on purpose was in there. And no I went way. back to her and I said, I'll take it. And <laughs> that, and that, dude, that, that was hockey stick at that point. And then COVID hit, COVID hit a month later. Now I'll tell you one of the lessons I learned in podcasting and in real estate was practice in private. And a mentor of mine used to say seven P's pay the price of practice in private to perform perfectly in public. And I took that to heart. And so I practiced my interviews in the mirror I practice where my mic would go, how my camera's lined up. That's great. And I'm in my, I'm not in my studio now because my parents are here and my dad's using my office. But that seven P's, man, that that is how I live my life. Like you want to be flawless, you want to be professional, practice. Don't practice on your clients, practice on yourself, practice on your friends, and then you are practiced to your client or to your audience. Sure. And that's the only way to go. If you want to be a pro. This podcast is sponsored by Sterling Rhino Capital. Are you sick of the stock market volatility and looking for something more stable and less emotional to invest in? Have you always wanted to be a real estate investor, but don't have the time or desire to be a landlord? Do you want to build a portfolio of commercial real estate assets, grow your net worth, and increase your income without having to trade your time for it? Sterling Rhino Capital provides opportunities to everyday hardworking people just like you to invest in private commercial real estate assets that make all of this possible. Become a partner and join the Sterling Rhino Capital Investor Club to get access to these exclusive deals. Text the word RHINO to 66866 to learn more. That's text the word RHINO, R-H-I-N-O, to 66866 to learn more.
So you make some great points here, and I want you to take away a ton of stuff from the last 15 minutes or so that we've talked about. Obviously, Ian highlighted how important it is to have a, a structure in your life. That structure, in his case, was his significant other, and and obviously yeah. settling down and having that sort of pushback and actually just sort of tough love, if you will. So you know that's yeah. really important. And then obviously using those downfalls as an opportunity to propel you versus something to dwell on. Right when you have a downturn in your life, a struggle, a challenge, strife, you don't dwell on it, you don't worry about it, you don't complain about it, bitch about it make a big deal about it. You just learn from it and you use it to push you forward, use it to drive you. Right. And that is a good way to live your life. Yeah. I love how you talk about, you know, men on purpose. I want to dive into that a little bit more and exactly sure. what you guys do and how you help people. I find it really interesting how the world just kind of worked out for you as it relates to the name that you'd already picked out. It's something you touched on with preparing. It's funny because would you say that in your coaching, obviously, so I'm sure you work through this with people, but would you say that oftentimes folks just don't really know how to get out of their own way. And oftentimes they're not focusing on the, let's say like Covey says, the first things first, they're not, they're not prioritizing. For example, you said, Hey, you really just have to practice. You have to sit there and, you know, almost think about how would it be on the other side if I was listening to myself, right? Am I articulate? Yeah. Do I sound like yeah. my knowledge is being applied correctly? Am I fumbling and stumbling? Am I looking person in the eye and so on and so forth? And no one even, I mean, in my opinion, when you're coaching people, it seems like they don't even know what they don't know yet. They don't realize there's all these basic fundamentals because they're running in the rat race so fast. Like you can't even slow down to get the fundamentals right. And so I would just ask your opinion on uh, your coaching business. And when you're working with people, what are some of the things you start out with folks to try to get them aligned right and try to help them to realize perhaps their purpose or how to focus and how to build structure in their lives, right? I mean, maybe you could elaborate a little bit on that for the listeners. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. There's something that, that came up for me when you were talking. I learned something from Jimmy Iovine. And if anybody knows him, he's the guy that started Interscope Records. And he's Dr. Dre's partner and the guy oh, who yeah. came up with the concept for Beats headphones. Yeah. Subsequently selling it to Apple for $3 billion. Right. And if you watched the show called The Defiant Ones, or you listen to Jimmy Iovine's interview on Howard Stern, um, by the way, anytime I hear an interview, whether it's on NPR's How I Built This, the Jimmy Iovine interview, the Ed Sheeran interview, Jamie Foxx, anything that I hear, I transcribe that. And I know it's crazy and it's obsessive. I transcribe it myself, not with the program. I listen and pause and write, listen, pause, write, listen, pause, write. And so I looked at those words and Jimmy Iovine said, I have two practices that I run my life by. One is always be of service, regardless of a billionaire or not, always be of service. And the second is, Make fear your tailwind, not your headwind. And I took that so seriously. Be of service and constantly push yourself to the next fear bubble, he says. Don't be afraid that the next fear bubble is coming. It's a given. It's going to happen. You're a human. And if you're pushing yourself and not plateaued, you are going to enter fear. It just is. So if you can change your attitude, your habits, your mindset around fear from it pushing on your face to pushing at your back, you will have a much better time dealing with that fear. You will go into a situation understanding you're going to be scared and uncomfortable. And if you are, that's fine. You're a human. Now, leave it alone and move on to your next thing. And just understand fear is inherent in anything you do if you're pushing yourself. Yeah. Fear is inherent if you're afraid of heights, if you're standing on a deck. You know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. fear is there. Embrace it. 
no, that's awesome. He he's an amazing individual. Um, yeah. 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 D- didn't he, wasn't he like dating Stevie Nicks or something back in the day or something yeah. like that? Yeah. That guy's yeah. He's a rock star, man. Um, and, yeah. and that is, that is a great show, by the way. Um, it's a I, I can, wonderful I can, show. I can attest to that. Would you mind repeating? So you said always be of service. And what was the second mm-hmm. one? Make fear your tailwind instead of your headwind. Yeah, that's good. And so he describes in that the moment he walked into a studio and John Lennon was sitting there and he was young and he walked back out and he said to his boss, what do I do? And the boss said, you be of service. Go find out what that man needs. That's not John Lennon in there. That's a client. So right. go feel what he needs. And he said, John just wanted a tea and he made him a tea. And then he came back in and John was like, Hey man, do you know anything about mixing? And then that's how he started like on John Lennon's record. And so I thought that was so cool. And one of the practices I have is studying successful people and listening to their bio, their story, just to pick up clues that could work in your life, because not everything's going to work for you. You don't look, here's what I tell people. If you're going to model after somebody, don't model after what they have or what they've done. Model after who they are. And so if you model after what someone's done, you're not aligned. You model after somebody because of what they have, a plane or a successful business or a big house, you're missing the boat. If you model after who someone is and you take that first, then you can grow because what you're going to do is adopt their philosophies of the person they are. And then you're going to adapt them to your life. And you're probably going to get a lot of stuff that they have subsequently because you're modeling who they are. Now, you asked the question, what would I start with in coaching? I've coached thousands of people, man. I run a big coaching practice. And the number one thing we start with is understanding somebody's mission and purpose for being on this planet. Because I can tell you right now that in my experience of thousands of people we've coached, I'm going to tell you that 98% of them do not know why they're here. Whether they're 21 or 65, they don't know why they're here. And when you can dial in somebody's mission, very clear, what does the world look like when you've accomplished this mission, right? Just answer that question for your listeners. Answer the question, what's the world look like when you're done? And then answer the question about your vision. Like, what do you see as possible for yourself and the world? And then the last one, who do you need to be to accomplish that? right? Because that's the piece that people don't remember or don't think about. They go, here's my goal. I want to own a hundred units or I want to be a millionaire. Yet they're not thinking about the person that actually will achieve that goal. So you set a five-year goal of being a millionaire. You could probably achieve it in one if you actually become the person that can be a millionaire or achieve millionaire status. And so I help people first and foremost with their vision, mission, and purpose in life. And from there, you get ultimate clarity and awareness around the moves you need to make next. Because most people are making moves buffet style. Well, we want to make moves like chef designed plated dinner style. We want uh, it very that's a great, intentional. That's a great point, Ian. You know, and I'm glad you brought it up that way. You kind of sliced it and diced it, no pun intended with the chef comment <laughs> for everyone to really understand clearly. And it's a very important point. Take this to heart because when you think about it, it a lot of folks are chasing money, right? They're chasing fancy things. They're chasing something. And it's usually a thing. It's not chasing being purposeful or chasing being more giving or chasing being a better person in general or chasing being a better lover or opening up to be loved more or whatever, right? Selflessness, sacrifice, all that. 
it's interesting. You have to almost be coached to learn that because yes. we don't learn that. We watch TV and we watch our neighbors <laughs> and we go through life thinking that we got to keep up with the Joneses. And, and if you're not wearing the fancy things or you don't have posts every day, then you're not hip and in and all of that. And so you almost have to be coached to go back to the most simplistic version of ourselves to actually yeah. feel who you really can be. Right. And so what's funny is I had a goal of getting to a financial number and fortunately achieved that a lot earlier, which was great. But when I got to that level and realized, okay, I'm at a financial point where I could buy whatever it is that I want to buy because I have no debt. I've lived below my means. I've been smart with my money. We invest, we buy a lot of real estate, whatever. It wasn't like I needed to make more millions or something, right? It was, yeah. okay, this is great. Now, what else can I do? How can I give back? How can I make a difference in other people's lives? How can I mentor people or whatever it may be, there was a bigger yeah. purpose beyond the financial means. And I think it would be great if people could achieve that level of clarity before they strive their whole lives to try to get to the financial means because it'd be a more fulfilling life, right? And yeah, I think that's what's 100%. interesting about what you just said is you're trying to help people to understand that early and give them the tools yeah. to achieve that so that they probably have a more purposeful life as they're trying to achieve maybe the financial dreams or the freedom or whatever you want to call it, right? Because yeah. it's defined yeah. in different ways by different people, right? Yeah. People always say to me, like, I go, what's your goal? And they go, oh, I want to be a better business owner. I want to be a better husband and father. And I go, cool. That has nothing to do with what you're going to do. It has to do with who you're going to be. Right. It's so simple, right? It's, right. Yin, it's yin and yang. It's, it's being versus doing. And the little quote, I don't know who said this, like whatever phrase, is be, do, have. Not do, be, have. Not do, have, be. It's be, do, have right? It's be, do, have. Yeah. And so when, when people say, I want to be a better husband, I'm like, great, go be a better husband. Go figure out who you need to be, how you need to show up as this new version of you to have a better marriage or had a, a different reaction from your wife or to have love back or intimacy back or for your children to run to you when you get home and not just go, oh, what's up, dad? Who do you need to be for that? And yeah. then do the activity you will be so much clearer. Look, our job, I, like our coaching platforms, Mental Purpose Community, we do a lot of free coaching in there. So for any of your listeners, like join the Mental Purpose Community, you can get free coaching from me all week long. It's like great. that's my gift and my value that I want to add to the world. And the thing that I tell people is like, our job is to remove distractions. And what you said earlier, a lot of people are avoiding stuff. They're avoiding and they're distracting themselves from dealing with deep-seated things. And when you can face that and you can say, all right, you know what? I am going to evolve as a human here to achieve these goals easier than if I just read a bunch of business books and try a bunch of tactics that are external. I can actually live a more complete and purposeful life. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to get to millionaire status and tons of people do, you know, if that's your goal. And they go, uh, I mean, this happened to me. I was like, well, nobody, nobody wants to pop a bottle of champagne <laughs> or send me some flowers. Or, <laughs> like, there's no like, yeah. there's no like confetti. What the hell? Yeah. And the answer was, I was empty because the goal was empty because I didn't pay attention to the person. I paid attention to the external goal. And so, why spend five years grinding to achieve this goal? When you could spend five years purposefully living, intentionally aiming at that goal and being the person and enjoying the activities of life and enjoying the present moment 
and you have your mind, you know, not fixated, just like you're attentive to the future, yet you're enjoying now. And every single day for the next 1500 days, you know who you need to be and show up as to get that goal accomplished as quick as possible or as purposefully as possible. And you're going to enjoy life more. You're going to have way better relationships. You're going to actually impact and influence the world in a much better way. You're going to be a leader and your life's going to be worth it. And you're not just sitting on some yacht alone because you are worth $5 million. Like you actually have a ton of crew with you. And what men on purpose is, is we are models to the world, to other men, especially other men of what it means to live a life on purpose, full circle, well-rounded, not just money, not just relationships. And we have this exercise called the 10 domains. And in it, we break down the 10 areas of life where we spend the most time, money, and energy. And we call those the use of resources, time, money, and energy. And most people account for making money, investing, and business, and a little bit of family. There are six other domains, six other domains. And if your listeners want, I'll, if you shoot us an email or you can private message me on Facebook or DM me on Instagram, it's at Men on Purpose Podcast on Instagram or just my name on Facebook. I'll send that exercise out. It's powerful as hell. That's awesome. And they will they'll get clarity and they'll get structure through every area of their life. And the number one thing that you got to focus on is who you're going to be in each one of these categories to achieve the goal in that category. And it's really that simple. That's great, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's hard, especially for men, you know, oftentimes we're, you know, we're out there trying to provide and all of that. And a lot of us, you know, egos, strong-minded, you know, and I don't want to open up to, to get the help from others. And you realize oftentimes it's just getting around like-minded individuals and just kind of almost like yeah. buddies, right? And everybody's sharing yeah. ideas and, and then trying to help each other grow. And I think it's critically important. I mean, I've had mentors throughout my life. I've read a ton of books. I love podcasts, love the educational stuff, but you'd only listen to that stuff so long. You have to actually engage with people. You have to have real conversations yeah. and face-to-face -face is even better, right? So I think the program that you run is a really strong program. I think it's, it's good for anybody that specifically lacks direction is just so focused on the day-to-day they can't focus on how they're going to grow and mostly not grow externally, but grow internally. Right. I think yeah. that's a critical piece of what you guys do. Yeah, it is, man. Like we are, I'll give you the mission of men on purpose. It's to educate, elevate, empower, enrich, and evolve men to be on purpose in order to reveal their most authentic self and live the most fulfilling and regret-free life possible. That's, that's a big great. mission. It's a big yeah. mission. Huh. And think about how many people go through life. They got the money. They got the Facebook status. They got the pictures of the vacation, the car, the house, you know, yet they don't really understand who they are. Our job as men on purpose, as leaders of this movement, right, is to help, especially men, understand who they are for their children, for their wives, for their husbands, for their legacy, for their future, for other generations. I mean, that's, that's real powerful work. That's and great. if we can, we can accomplish that at our goal, which is 10 million men positively, purposefully, and powerfully affected, that will change the world, literally. And not in a cliche or cheesy manner. It will change the world because now kids aren't looking at their dads as a walking bank account who like, oh, dad buys a ton of stuff and we got a cool house in Hawaii or whatever. Sure. Now they're like, hey, my, my dad comes home and spends time with me and talks to me about my feelings and my emotions and helps me manage like my own growth and reads books and takes time for me and listens to me. And I feel heard. I mean, how cool is that to change a generation of people 
Like when we're paying attention to things like that, and not just like, well, I'm, I'm bringing a paycheck home and I'm putting dinner on the table. Like, no, duh, that's your job. Do it and don't complain about it. Right now, be a well-rounded man and sit down with your kid and ask him how they feel and ask your wife how she feels and then have a conversation around that. Sure. That's a man on purpose. Yeah. You mean a real conversation, not an internet conversation <laughs> yeah. or a text message from across the living room? Uh, no, <laughs> right. Ian, that's, that's awesome. You make some really good points. You know, let yeah. me ask you, so how does a rock star like you, who's doing all these great things to inspire people, get everyone to realize their purpose, their vision and help them structure because that's a big task, right? How does a guy like you in this crazy world of internet and data that we have available to us stay motivated, inspired yourself? In other words, what are what's the name of an individual or a book or, or something in your life that you lean to, to kind of keep you focused and on track or something that sort of inspires you regularly. I mean, some people like in my office, I've got tons of like positive sayings. I got canvas sure. pictures of the mountains. I've climbed different things that fire me up, but there's lots of different things at different times that get me motivated. Sometimes it's jazz music, believe it or not. Well, what about sure. you? Is there any one thing, or even it could be a book author or whatever that you might want to refer to the listeners? Hmm. I mean, dude, this mission's huge. Like that motivates the hell out of me every day. Cause I know that when I get on a mic, when I get in front of a camera every day, when I get on a phone call with somebody who's really struggling, I know for a fact, because I've made it my mission that when someone gets on a phone call with me, the conversation is so damn powerful. They will never forget that for the rest of their lives. That's my commitment. And when they thank me or when they say like, man, wow, that's Jesus. I've never seen it so clear. Like that's so motivating to me. The other side of that is my kids, right? It's sure. Corny, my kids, like, hey, sure. I am in charge of changing this next generation. I'm in charge of making sure that my children don't think the things that I thought or experience the same things that I did. And so there's that. And I love reading the Tao Te Ching. I think that's a super motivating book to me as far as surrender goes. Anything by Philip Shepard, Radical Wholeness, which is his book I love. Anything by Michael Singer, Surrender Experiment or Untethered Soul, those books motivate the hell out of me. And then the other motivations I have are like, what's possible for me to build these businesses? Like how many men can I affect? And how big can I make this thing? Like reaching that potential motivates the hell out of me. And then the other thing is listening to other people like Jimmy Iovine's story and what they were able to build. That motivates the hell out of me because I know that they cleared a path and me on my path, my mission, I know that I can affect 10 million men. Like that's going to happen. And then if you want to take like the accessorial, physical, material stuff, I love racing cars, fast cars, fast BMWs especially. And I live in Southern California. So I race through the mountains with my car clubs and, and I fly planes and I have other cool, you know, scuba diving and cool hobbies that, that motivates me. Good. Well, you're a fired yeah. up individual. I love it. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. You get tons of energy and it's a blast talking with you. Thanks so much for sharing all the value with the listeners. So this is Chris. Please like, subscribe, leave us a review, and we'll see you next time. If you're ready to start creating your fortune today, head over to createyourfortunepodcast.com forward slash income. When you get to the page, there are two options. Option one is for you if you're not sure exactly how the investment process works or how to get ready to be an investor. We've created a short, fast class you can sign up for that will walk you through the steps and answer questions like, what does a good investment look like? And so much more. It even includes an audio version so you can quickly learn on the go as you golf, go to your day job, or work out. Just think, in a couple of days, you can start listening and learning about creating your fortune and not be stuck wondering, 
do I even have enough to retire? And then option two is for you if you're a sophisticated or accredited investor and have money to invest, you just need to talk to us about our next investment opportunity. You can quickly schedule a call with us and we can walk you through your options on how to get dividends flowing right away. We can help you create a plan to have three to 10,000 or even more in passive income every month that's reliable, safe, and steady. Ditch the small returns and unpredictable growth. Head over to createyourfortunepodcast.com forward slash income. And let's build the life of your dreams today.